0: What do you think is weird? What is weird? Yes, ma'am. You don't know. Perfect. What do you think is weird? A dog, acting like a, mouse. a dog acting like a mouse. That is weird. I would agree. Yes. What? He's weird. And then you're pointing at him. So you each think the other person's weird. I agree with both of you. <laughs> In the back. what penguins and I heard penguins and polar bear but I didn't hear the stuff in between a penguin that looks like a polar bear that is weird yes green shirt you are weird I agree you are weird green shirt jellyfish that is a weird creature that is a weird animal thing yes fish and they swim underwater and they can breathe they got gills and stuff It's weird. A marlin, is that what you said? Is that not what you said? (laughs) What do you think? Football? Oh, the fish with like the unicorn thing on it? Yes, those things are weird. I agree, yes. You. (laughs) You say I'm weird, that's not funny. But you're right. You're. It's actually true. Yes. Yes, sir. You. Legos and Pokemon, and Harry Potter. All three of those things are weird. Okay. Orange shirt, orangeish, reddish, whatever color. Yes, that. Yes. She's weird. Wow. A lot of you are pointing to other people. That's that's kind of not nice. Yellow shirt or greenish shirt. Yellow. That is very weird. End of the row. Yes. You. Yes many of you are weird in here yes you yes she is weird and then you what do you think your brother is weird he probably is i probably agree all right last one right here okay so a girl dresses a boy dresses a girl dresses a boy as a girl or as a boy It turns out to be a girl did I get that right something that turns out to. Be, okay got it that that's it I know you guys can name a lot of weird things but that'll be it for right now that'll be it all right I'm going to give you a definition for weird okay all those things are weird but they're weird for a reason the reason you might think your friend's weird, the reason you might think your brother and sister is weird, the reason you might think fish or that weird fish with the unicorn thing on his head, all those things, yes, whatever name you're saying, sure. Um, all those things are weird for a reason, and the reason is this. Are you listening? Shh. Yo, right over here. Shh. The reason those things are weird is because they are so different right? When you see a normal fish, it doesn't look like the weird unicorn fish thing. When you see a jellyfish, it doesn't look like a normal fish that you see. It's different. It's weird. When you see your little brother picking his nose and eating it, that's weird because it's different. Most people don't just sit there and eat their boogers. If you do, let me encourage you to stop. Don't eat your boogers, friends. Let me plead with you. We must stop this carnage of the boogers. They have feelings. (laughs) And see, this is where you start to see that I'm very weird too. So, So weird is being different, right? You have a lot of people that are a certain way and then if you see somebody who's not that way, they're usually considered weird, right? Many of you are probably considered weird because you have your own little different thing about you because we're all different. But in general, that's the whole idea behind weird. It's different than the normal. So then that leads me to my next question, which is, what is normal? Well, I'm not gonna ask for input on this one, okay? I'm gonna kind of tell you a little bit about what normal is because you guys probably already know what it is. But normal is kind of the thing you see all the time it's kind of average. It's it's pretty much the regular occurrence. It's how people are. It's how people dress. It's a lot of those things that are normal because you see it a lot. Does that make sense? Yes or no? So if we're saying, okay, weird is being different. Normal is kind of the, the norm. It's what you see all the time. It's... Every day, kind of this happens all the time type of things. So the Bible actually talks about this though, this whole idea of weird and, and then normal. Um, and it actually describes what normal is really for all of us and for the world. And specifically when we're going through this, this book of Ephesians in Ephesians chapter two, in the very beginning, it starts to talk about this, kind of the natural normal for us. And it's this, Ephesians chapter 2 verses, wait, come back, come back. There we go. As for you, you were dead in your transgressions and sins in which you used to live when you followed the ways of this world and of the ruler of the kingdom of the air, the spirit who is now at work in those who are disobedient. All of us also lived among them at one point. Or one time, gratifying the cravings of our sinful nature and following its desires and thoughts. Like the rest, we were by nature deserving of wrath. So this is like fun verses right here, right? These are like uplifting hallelujah verses. But let's break it down for a second, okay? It's talking kind of in the beginning of how we were all dead in our transgressions, right? What's a transgression? Well, a transgression is something that we do against God... It's called a sin. It's harmful to ourself or to other people. It's harmful to our relationship with God. It's not good stuff. Transi- transgressions are bad. They're like if you break the law, you can consider that a transgression, right? If you talk about your friend behind their back, like make some gossip, make up a rumor about them, that's a transgression against your friend. So that's what a transgression is. Um, and then it says, we, we lived in those ways. The whole world lived in those ways. And so we start to see this picture of kind of the normal. We, it says, the spirit of whom uh, was at work in those who were disobedient. So we were all disobedient, right? We're all living differently than what God called us to. Um, and then it says, we also lived among them. So all of us have been like that. And we just gratified our cravings, like whatever we wanted to do. And that's just naturally how we are. We want to do the things we want to do. When you're a kid and you see that toy or you see that piece of candy, what do you want to do? You want to eat it or you want to play with it. You want to, do, you want to get it, right? You want it. It's yours. So you're going to go after it. And that's kind of the way we are with everything. If there's something we see that we want that seems like it's going to be cool or good or, or are going to be fun, then we just go after it. It doesn't matter if it's good for us, bad for us, going to hurt somebody, not going to hurt somebody. We just go for it. And then the end, it's like the rest. We were by nature deserving of wrath. Wrath is not a fun word. Wrath is like straight up punishment, consequences, like harsh things. So if we're going to sum up what the normal is, from these verses. Normal is doing what you want. That makes sense, right? How many of you in here in general, and you don't have to talk to do this, you can just put up your hand. How many of you in here growing up, you know, you're a kid, you grow up all throughout your toddler years, elementary school, you know, if you wanted to do something, that kind of dictated what you did. So you did what you wanted. How many of you would say you did that? My hand is totally up. If you wanted to bounce on the trampoline, you went and bounced on the trampoline. If you wanted to punch your brother because he stole your candy, you're going to punch your brother because he stole your candy. If you want that piece of cake, you're going to climb up onto the table and scarf the piece of cake because you want the cake, right? Okay, hands down. So we're all there. Like, normal is all of us doing what we want. I can remember back when I was a, a little youngster, a wee lad, a little tyke. I was... Hanging out with my brother because, you know, we were related. We were raised in the same house. So we hung out all the time. And that was good a lot of times, and a lot of times it was not so good. And we would get into little fights every once in a while. And so he would every once in a while, since he was the baby, the little brother, right? He was the youngest. He would get, you know, I, like, I tend to say he got what he wanted more than me. Anybody relate to that? Younger brother or sister gets what they want more than you. Okay, hands down. Yeah, yeah, it's a common occurrence, right? So he would get some things that I didn't get sometimes, and I would get a little upset about that. So let's just say he got that brand new Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtle action figure that I wanted. Now remember, I'm really young, you know, I'm like 15. I'm kidding, I'm way younger than that, like five or something. Okay, but he got this action figure that I really wanted, so I see it, and I'm like, okay... You got that action figure? That's pretty cool. Where's my action figure? And I look at mom and I'm like, except that I wouldn't talk like that. It's probably more like, So where's my action figure? Yeah? I want mine. And then my mom would be like, Well, I only got one for Jason because you got one the other day and blah, blah, blah. blah. And I'd be like, That's not fair. I want a Ninja Turtle! And then I'd start like pitching a fit and my face would get right out there. I want a Ninja Turtle! <laughs> Honey, you're not gonna get a Ninja Turtle right now. This is just your brothers. I want a Ninja Turtle! Honey, calm down, you're not gonna get <gasps> And I'd hold my breath to see like to freak her out and like try to get my face all red. Dude, I was a brat. I would have spanked me. Um so I'm like <gasps> I want a Ninja Turtle! <sighs> and my mom's like, Honey, you're not getting a Ninja Turtle. Now go to your room. I'm like, Rah! And I went out my room and I slammed my door. But here's what I did. I waited a good like five minutes, right? And I'm in my room and I'm like ticked. I'm just like, <clears throat> so angry and I'm just waiting and I'm hanging out in my room and I'm waiting to hear my mom walk away and I know my brother's hanging out in his room and as soon as I hear my mom walk away I open my door back up I march up to my brother's door and I say give me that ninja turtle except it was more like give me that ninja turtle And so my brother, you know, he's like my little brother. So he's all like playing with it. And he's like, no, it's mine. I'm like, it's about to be mine. Give me the Ninja Turtle. And so he's like, no, it's mine. Give me the Ninja Turtle. No. And he won't give me the turtle. He doesn't realize I'm his older brother and I will break bad on him. So I go into big brother mode and I come at him and I put him in the headlock and I say,
1: give me the nigga turtle.
0: And he's just like struggling.
1: Oh, no. and
0: I'm like, give me the ninja turtle! I'm like tightening my grip as hard as I can so his little head will pop off, right? So I'm just like,
1: oh, give it to
0: me. Finally,
1: he's like, okay, okay, okay.
0: And he gives it to me and I take it and I run right back into my room and I slam the door because I don't want my mom or dad to run in there and take it away from me. So I, I go in there and I slam it. But before I leave, I'm like, don't you tell mom I took that Ninja Turtle. And I threaten his life. I'm like, I'll just destroy you if you tell. Me. And I go back to my room and I start playing with the Ninja Turtle. Well, later on, you know, like two seconds later, um, my brother's just crying his eyes out. I was like, Aah! It's not, you know, tears, all that stuff, right? And so my mom comes into my room. And then it's the whole, you know, you wait till your father gets home speech. And she takes the Ninja Turtle and gives it back to my brother. And I'm in trouble for the rest of the night. And then my dad gets home. And we'll just end the story there. But it wasn't fun. But that moral of the story is... I did what I wanted. Right? I wanted the Ninja Turtle, so I went and I took it. I don't care if my brother it was my brother's toy and I got the t- same toy a few weeks ago. It's mine, I want it. So I took it. And then later I got in trouble for it. But I still did what I wanted. Right? And we we all do that, all growing up. We do that all through our whole life. Even adults do that. It's not just young people. I mean, I'm 30. And sometimes I do what I want, like this, and I pitch a fit about something. You thought I was 15. I appreciate that. No, it's fine. It's a compliment. Um, So this is the normal, right? The normal is we do what we want. We see it at school every day. If somebody really wants somebody else's chocolate milk, they'll just take it. If somebody really wants to get everybody to laugh, they'll make fun of somebody else. We do what we want. It's the normal thing. And so because of that, we wind up not following God, which becomes the normal thing. Show of hands, how many of you in your schools know just tons and tons of people that follow God in everything that they do? Just really godly people. You know tons and tons of them at your school. Hands up. I feel like some people maybe don't really know what I'm saying. (laughs) But not a lot of hands are up, right? That's cool, those of you that got your hands up. That's awesome. But in general, it's not the norm, which is why everybody's hands didn't go up. It's not normal to be following God every day with your life, trying to honor him and the things you do. It's just not the norm. And in those first few verses, we see that. And that's all of us. All of us don't follow God. We're born into it. Jeremy talked about it a little bit last week we just don't and a lot of it is because we do what we want right so when God says love your enemy or God says be giving and be generous but I really want those new jeans or I really want that new video game or I really want that new iPod touch, it's sweet I want to get it in the green it'll match my sneakers and who says sneakers anymore you. apparently me So, it's hard to be generous. So, we wind up doing what we want, so we wind up not following God and doing the things He's asked. Something else is normal. It's normal for us to experience consequences for our sins. We see that in there, right? All of us are deserving of wrath, that last verse said. Deserving wrath. Whose wrath do you think it's talking about? God's wrath. Now, I don't know if... If you've ever had a, a real experience with the wrath of like your parent or a teacher or a big brother or a big sister, but it can be pretty intense. Like the Ninja Turtle incident when my dad brought his wrath upon me, it wasn't cool. It was scary and I cried a little. But wrath is a for real deal. Now, as scared as maybe somebody, uh, some of you have been of somebody else's wrath, imagine the wrath of God. Okay, now let me paint a little picture for you, okay? God created the world, but let's think bigger. He created the universe. Yeah, everything in the star, all those stars you see at night, all the sky you see during the day, he created all of that. Now imagine what his wrath could be like. Dude, Mm, scary, That's for real. Like, that's way scarier than my dad's wrath with the Ninja Turtle, dude. That, I mean, this is like serious yikes kind of stuff. So this is normal too, though, right? I mean, we, we see this at school. We see when we do something dumb or make a dumb decision or do something wrong, there's a consequence to it. We cheated on our test. Ooh, that's going to get you an F or a detention or... In-school suspension, I mean, it's going to get you something. You punch somebody in the face at school. Ooh, that's going to get you out of school suspension, most likely. And probably some more things. You steal something from someone. Well, depending on where you do it and how much stuff you steal, you could either get grounded by your parents, get yelled at by someone else's parent, go to jail, or get beat up. I mean, there's a lot of options there. Lots of consequences, for stealing something. It kind of depends on what you did. Like if you stole a girlfriend or boyfriend, you're probably going to get beat up. But if you stole some money, you're probably going to go to jail. You know, it's, it depends. But there's consequences for it. Now, when we start talking about the spiritual consequences of sin, like when you lie about something, or when you lust in your heart after something or someone, or If, I mean, I know none of you would ever do this. I sure hope not. But if someone killed someone, yeah, there's like a spiritual consequence for that too. So there's consequences for everything. There's consequences for sins. And then we have eternal consequences when we're talking about the spiritual things of life. And so eventually... When we die, if we have only lived in all these things that are normal, we've lived in sin, we've lived in the, we just done what we wanted, we haven't followed God at all. Our consequence, one of our consequences, other than the stuff that we experience while we're here, is separation from God forever. Now, if we read the Bible a lot, we start to read about what it looks like to be separated from God forever. And it's not like flowers and daisies and unicorns and dolphins and fun stuff. <laughs> you, you're not going to be happy with that, that consequence. It's a bad consequence. To be separated from God forever is literally hell. And that's why the Bible calls it hell. That's, that's what we talk about, is being separated from God forever. So... But this is our life, right? This is normal. This is what the world is like. This is us, maybe right now in our life. This is how we grew up. This is the friends we have at school. This is what we see every single day. This is the normal. And so at the end of all this, normal winds up being it's just death. And that could mean a lot of different things. It, it could mean, you're just dead inside because you, you're only living for yourself and there's no eternal like real joy in that. There's no fulfillment in that because you're only trying to just get something that's gonna make you feel good for a little bit but then after that it doesn't really last or you're trying to just fill this void that's not gonna be filled with stuff or with a girlfriend or boyfriend or with money or anything like that or being on that team or making that grade. And so at the end, normal, all those things we just talked about, sin, it winds up leading to death. Like, not experiencing the the things God has for us. Did you know that in Genesis, when God created Adam and Eve, right? The first people God ever created, they're all of our ancient, ancient relatives, Adam and Eve. And when he created them, everything was good. The earth was good. There was no sin in the world. But eventually, they sinned. And when they sinned, guess what entered the world? Yes, sin. But the consequence of sin is, it's on the screen, Death. 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 If Adam and Eve had never sinned, would Adam and Eve have ever died? No. The Bible tells us no. God made us originally to live forever, to know him forever. Sin messed that up. And now we're in this constant cycle of sin. And there's nothing we can do about it. There's nothing you can do about it. There's nothing I can do about it. I can't make things better. You can't make things better. I can't just give you a a lollipop and say, it's gonna be okay, bucko. You're gonna know God forever because of that lollipop. Nope, not gonna work. It's not gonna make it better. It might taste good for a little while, but it's not gonna make things better. So normal is depressing. Normal is lame. Normal is what we're all used to. Normal is what just about everybody does. Normal is hopeless. And we experience it all the time. Some of us maybe are there right now. Some of us have people that we love dearly that are there right now. And all of us know someone who's there. And there's a, there's a song that I've heard that talks through this, kind of talks about this that I wanted us to listen to together. And the words are gonna be popping up on the screen for you to kind of follow along. But here's what I need you to do during this. I need you to not talk. I need you to not worry about taking notes right now. I need you not to mess with anything. I want you to just listen and watch the screen to help you just kind of follow these words. Because it really speaks to this whole idea of this depression and this loss of hope and this separation from God. This, this just normalness that we see, that we're born into So check out this song and and just kind of let God speak to you through it. Keep reading in those verses in Ephesians, It's not all- depressing, and it's not all about the hopelessness and the death that we're all born into, because of this. But because of His great love for us, God, who is rich in mercy, made us alive with Christ, even when we were dead in transgressions. It is by grace you have been saved, and God raised us up with Christ and seated us with him in the heavenly realms in Christ Jesus. In order that in the coming ages he might show the incomparable riches of his grace expressed in his kindness to us in Christ Jesus. For it is by his grace you have been saved through faith. And this is not from yourselves. It is the gift of God. Not by works so that no one can boast. So this grace of God that we find in Jesus is so far from normal. It is so far from death. It is the opposite of death. It is so far from sin. It's the opposite of sin. It's so far from just being stuck in this trap that we're born into of living for ourselves and just trying to please ourselves and just trying to live for status or like trying to live for um, popularity or money or a particular person. It's not about any of that. Jesus is way more than all those things because he actually brings us real life. He can bring the things that are actually going to fulfill us. He is the thing that's going to fulfill us. He's the only thing that's going to fulfill us. And so there is hope. But it's not in you or me. Neither none of us can do this. Only he can. And only God could do it through him. And so as hopeless as it may seem, like that song talks about, you know, you just feel like the devil's just beating you up, man, like you just can't do anything right. All this junk is going on in your life. All you keep seeing is people around you that you love doing things that hurt them or other people, doing things that you just know God has not called us to, maybe you're that person. We always have to remember, yeah, 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 that's true. But Jesus, but Jesus saves us from that stuff. Jesus is the game changer. Jesus is the X factor. He's the whatever you want to say. He is the savior. He is the one who makes all that stuff go away. And so we've been saved from normal by Jesus. You don't have to keep sinning. You might have that one sin that just keeps hitting you. It could be pornography. It could be lying. It could be stealing. It could be, I have no idea what it is. It could be gossip, but whatever that thing is, you don't have to keep coming back to it. Jesus saved you from that. And you say, well, how can I stop doing it? Give it to God. Ask God to fill up that desire with your desire to follow Jesus. But at the end of the day, you've got to realize you can't stop by yourself. You can't do any of this by yourself. It's only God who can do it through Jesus. So he saved us from those things, he saved us from normal. All of us don't have to be just stuck in this hopeless, dead world that we all see around us. We can be alive. We can experience real life. We can experience real fulfillment. We can experience real joy, hope, and happiness. It doesn't mean that there's nothing going to ever go wrong in your life, but it means when things do go wrong in your life, you've got something you can actually lean on and depend on that's going to last Because your friend, your relative, even your mom and dad, they all fail. But Jesus never does. God never fails. So I want to ask you this. Knowing that, knowing that the normal is just death, it's, it's sin, it's rebellion from God, it's living for ourselves, and that Jesus has come to save us from that, save us from ourselves, and give us life. Give us like real life. Are you willing to live in the life that Jesus brings? And what that means is you letting go of yourself. Letting go of all that stuff that you've been pursuing that's all about you. Pursuing that boy or girl more than anything else in your whole life. Get Letting go of, of pursuing anything more than you pursue God.